Okay, so a few a few more um, practical questions. Number one, sending okay. out three postcards, three emails in the year, is that not overkill? From the research that you've done, a shliach could think to themselves, "Wow, I feel like I'm going to be bombarding them with with this with with, uh, with these postcards." Is that not too much? No, I don't think so. I've spoken to a lot of people that are in this business. They're sending. I could just tell you, JNF sends out three postcards a year. JNF is sending out three postcards to 250,000 people every year. They don't care what happens. They don't care. Right. I think it's also the way it's done. The way that you guys have done it, it's very classy. It's very it, – it's, not, it's not a direct ask. It's going in the mail. You have a nice picture of someone. You're asking yeah. the question of what, you know, what legacy are you going to live in, leave, mm-hmm. and that's it. And now the person and gets to think about it for a moment. That's it. No that's one's right. It. Yeah, we're not – not, you're, you're nudging them. We're not nudging – listen, I could tell you one thing. I haven't had anybody here – Go crazy on me, the fact that they got the postcards or the email. They're, you have to understand what's happening. In my mind, the other organizations have done us a big favor. At, at the beginning, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, we're competing against everybody. No. We have to look at just the opposite, Dubby. What happened here is JNF and APAC and Adasa, they've been much as if people for the past 20 years over this business. APAC is up to $270 million in, in, in commitments. JNF last year got a $200 million gift. And on average year, JNF is bringing in $25 million. So if they've, in my mind, we have to look at it as they've done the heavy lifting for us. Today in America, especially North America, it's very, very appropriate to ask somebody to leave a Jewish legacy. And I could tell you, I've had a few people that told me straight up, no. Fine, we're still good friends. They come for Shabbos. They gave some money on the charity business. It's, it's irrelevant. You know? right. but, the, the, but the point is, is, is that when it does come, it's a game changer. Meaning, I could right tell now, you that you're putting in effort. Yeah. You're, put, you're, you're planting some seeds. You're planting seeds, and you're not even spending as much time as you are with your general, as you would do with your general fundraising. And one day, when you get even one gift, it could, it could change the whole your whole year. It could change your your whole next ten years. It could change the whole exactly. situation of your mice and so on. Well, I could, I, exactly. It's it's these are these are these are game changers. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I could tell you that, like, let's for instance, my father got a gift of ten thousand dollars right before the kinnis. Okay, that's a small gift. The average gift in America for a planned gift is $55,000. That's the Goetia organizations. Jewish organizations, what they're telling me is they're getting their average gift is around $80,000. And I will just tell you that in the past four to five years, I've made a cheshben of, of what the commitments that I've been told by Shluchim. Commitments were almost up to about $13, $14 million that I know of. That's what I know of. Those are real numbers. And I could tell you on top of that, we have between what I know of, of about three and a half, four million dollars of gifts that already came true, which meaning the donors passed and they already got the money. You understand, Dovi? Well, you understand yeah, those numbers? Amazing. We're talking about amazing. I could tell you there's a Schliech that came over to me at the Kinnis and he got he got a very large gift. Um and and he he paid off the mortgage on his uh, on his show. That's the bottom line. He mm-hmm. paid off the mortgage on his show. I mean, wow. that, no, that, this that, is this is what we're talking about, and Shluchim need to understand this. They need to understand yeah. this. Shui, another question that I have is, you know, Shluchim always want to want to know ICS when you sit down with someone, right? Because that is important. There there are people in our community. We need to sit down with them and have the conversation. It's the hardest conversation. It's not an easy conversation. It doesn't have to be, but it's all about having the ICS. 
give us an example of what, when you would sit down with someone, what would you say that you feel very comfortable sitting down with someone, having the conversation, and, and not you know, being worried that it will be taken the wrong way? Okay, so I'll just give you an example from two days ago. I called up the lady for the, for, for the, for the match-a-thon that we were doing. She gave me a $72 gift. I said, Mrs., I said, thank you so much. We really appreciate your gift, and uh, it really means a lot to us. I said, and then we, whatever, we schmoozed about whatever we schmoozed about life, about the family and everything else. I said, listen, I said, uh, Mrs. Whatever, I said, I'd like to speak to you about one more thing. You know, we, we st- I, I told her, I said, a few years ago when the economy crashed, we started working on a new project. We, started th- we realized we have to think about the future. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to speak to the community about asking them to consider leaving Chabad in their will and to leave a Jewish legacy. And I'd like to see if you'd be interested maybe in leaving a small percentage of your state uh, towards Chabad, because I know that you care about Judaism, you care about Jewish continuity, you care about Jewish education, and you know, you've been so supportive all these years. And I want to see if this is something that might interest you, to leave a Jewish legacy gift to Chabad. And then shut your mouth and see what they say. This Beautiful. lady, I'll tell you what no, happened. That's, what happens. that's what it is. I'll tell you what happens. saying it in a yeah. very respectful, real way. Yeah. And, you know, no one's going to be upset at you for asking in that way. Exactly. I want to tell one thing. The conversation needs to be donor-centered, which means you're telling her, and this might be a little bit bizarre to us at the beginning, but it's going to pay off. Well, you're t- and you're telling, especially when it comes to the small donors, you're telling the small donor that your support is vital to the work we're doing here. Um, when I got the biggest gift that I got so far is by five that I'm getting. I mean, it's it's, it's written, it's done. It's I'm actually the executor. It's a five hundred thousand dollar gift. When I went to them, I wanted them to give five hundred dollars for the year. I know that they're very they're they're on a they're on a fixed income, but you understand they own a house in Orange County, so that's that's where the money's at. So I said, listen, guys, I said, thank you so much for what you're doing. They gave me a check for $180. That was the donation for the year. And then I said, I'd like to speak to you about one more thing, which is to leave a Jewish legacy. And um, the conversation went from there. Excuse me. Whatever, it worked out well. And and, and, and What what about when people have children? Is it... Is it, does, so, it, does it change the conversation, or could you have that so conversation? Do you feel like you're taking okay. away from the I children? Ha- I, I had that conversation this past week, and, and what I tell them is, you know, when we were learning in yeshiva, we, 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 we remember this word, uh, we have to bavar in the shaila. We have to, a- we have to answer the question before it's asked. So we need to answer a very simple question, especially if they have kids, which is, wait a second, you're trying to take the money from my kids? So what I tell them before they can even ask me that question is we tell them, listen, your kids are the first priority. That's why I'm asking you to consider leaving a small percentage. Leave 10%, leave 5%, leave 15% to Chabad. Give the kids 90%. Leave a small Jewish legacy because you care about Yiddishkeit. You've been supportive. You've helped us build Yiddishkeit here in our community. Now, when you frame it like that, you're right away, you're, A, you're not being a chazer. You're not trying to take from the kids because we don't want to start any wars with any kids here. And B, you're framing it, people understand. You ask, what are you asking for? 10%. Now, on the flip side, 10% is, is substantial money. You know? You're at, what you want, and this is another little side right. thing, is you want them to give percentages. And the reason you want them to give percentages is that 
real estate goes up in value over the long term, and therefore whatever percentage they give you goes up over the long term. You understand? And it's much easier for them to think right. about leaving you 10% than for them to think about leaving you 150 grand. When I say leave Chabad 150 grand, they're like, oh, that's a lot of money. You have to understand, they're middle class. For them, that's really a lot of money. They never made such a gift in their life. They never could make such a gift in their life. But now you, they leave 10% in Orange County. Let me tell you, if they leave 10% in Orange County, they're leaving 100 grand. Easy. So uh, that's, that's why in every situation when in every situation when somebody leaves, um, let's say 10% of their estate, what if the house could get, is given over to the kids and the kids live in it now, or one of the kids? Well, it depends how they structure the will. I mean, if they structure the will, look, it all depends on how they structure the will. But I, what I've been doing is, and, and I'm, this is not me, this is what JNF has told me and everybody else is telling me, We're, we should be asking for percentages. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to want to give you a percentage, but that's what we should be asking for. The flip I mean, there's a flip side to this. It's good for the donor, too. And one of my donors pointed out to me is as follows. Um, he pointed out to me, he, he's leaving us 25%. You, you can see him on the website. If you go to ChabadTamar.org and you go to donor stories, you'll see Terry. There's a video with Terry. So Terry's leaving 25%. Terry's your middle-class guy. He's a retired math professor. He comes to Shul Shabbos. He comes to JLI. There's no chance that he could ever make such a gift. He's, he's leaving $250,000 to Chabad. You know? That's a conservative estimate. Right. The, re the reason he can do that is because he owns a house. But Terry told me something interesting. He said, Shui, also, the fact that I'm leaving you only 25% and a percentage, he said to me, is also good for me because what happens if everything goes haywire in life? I don't know. God forbid there's a sickness and I end up using up a lot of my money in life. So God forbid if I'd put you in there for 250 grand and my son would get the rest, I'd be, I, there's a chance I could be messing him over, and I wouldn't want to do that. So in, in a sense, it's a little bit of, a, of a, an insurance policy for someone like Terry to make sure that whatever does happen, his son is going to get 75% of the whole pie. You understand that, Dovey? Right. Got it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's not, it's not only good for us as organizations. It's also, I think it's also good for the donor himself. But not everybody's going to agree to give a percentage. I mean, I have two people that are, one person is leaving me 20000 one one guy is leaving us uh, 30000 So, um I have to ask this question. You, you mentioned a few times about this idea about signed wills and uh, the fact that this is, you know, it's it, it is it, or, or, does it really mean that it's set in stone? And how do you get to that point where someone actually signs it and gives it to you? Not always does it happen like that. Okay. So where do I start here? The re uh, first, one thing that I think Shluchim should really remember, 80% of the people – will not tell you they're leaving you a gift. 80%, remember this number, 80% will not tell you that they're leaving you a gift. And that's, I could tell you, I spoke to a big Jewish organization that's raising a lot of money and planning gifts about a month ago. He told me 90% of the gifts he doesn't know about. So how does he know that he's getting the gifts? Because he's consistently marketing to his donor base. Okay. Now what happens, so how do I have four, four signed wills? Because I asked him for it. But I could tell you that most people do not want to give you the copy of the will. They have various reasons. They want to remain anonymous. They don't want you to know exactly who else they're leaving to. They have different reasons. They don't want you to ask them for more, which I did at one time, and I almost messed myself over. 
And that's why I keep on telling the shluchim, don't be a chazer. There's so much money at stake here. Don't be a chazer. Really. Look at the bigger bigger picture. Um, what I do, like I, I, I spoke to this lady Sunday even, Sunday night, and, and I had asked her, I had the conversation with her. I said, listen, ma'am, if you do decide to do this, if you don't mind, if you can give me a copy. Um, you know, she actually did tell me no problem. Not that I'm expecting it if she does. I'm not sure if she's going to do it. There's some other considerations we spoke about, whether she's going to do it or not going to do it. But um, the reality is most people will not give you a copy. Um, it's but you're saying it's a normal thing to ask. You're saying to ask someone. At, listen, exactly. Absolutely, when you have the conversation and the guy sounds like he's interested in doing something, say, listen, sir, if you don't mind, when you're all done with the estate plan, if you can get us an extra copy from your lawyer or you can give it to me and I'll make a copy, we'd like to have it for our records. Now, number one, it's going to help because we have Baruch Hashem many Chabad centers. And one of the things I like to try to, uh, if possible, I want to try to make sure uh, there's less problems down the road. And I, what I'm telling people is, listen, I want to make sure it's done properly. Baruch Hashem, we have a lot of Chabad centers. I want to make sure it's done properly and everything's done. So I know it's done to Chabad of Tustin, Inc. Okay? The other thing I'm telling them is this, this is good for our own records. And the other thing is we'd like to also honor you in our Jewish legacy society, which is a whole other story. That could be another um, phone call. But um, most people are not going to give you a copy. And that's why I'm going to go back again and say consistent marketing is the key to plan giving. And if you get a few copies, matoiv, but don't expect it. The other, one other thing, Dovi, that I think that, that I'm thinking about. I, I, there was a shliach on the East Coast last Thursday had a, had a conversation with a family. They came to the Chabad house. He had started speaking about plan giving in his Chabad house. They texted him last week. They, want to, they have no children. They want to leave the house to Chabad. They came Thursday to the Chabad, last Thursday. They're leaving a $350,000 house to his Chabad center. And, um, you know, they're, gonna, they're going to, uh, they're gonna, I think they're going to give him a copy of the will also. So there, there's, the potential here is enormous. Simply have a conversation from your heart. Don't be a chazer. Market consistently, and the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Just because you touched upon it, just give us a brief understanding of, of what the Jewish Legacy Society, I'm not sure if I got the name right, what, what, what it is, just to, to know that it's out there. Okay, so it's out there. It's part of the website. You'll see it on the website. The idea is long-term. What's going to happen? I'll give you an example. My father at a dinner about three years ago, he took a lady who was a very middle-class lady, uh, Linda, Linda Nunn, very middle-class lady, and he honored her at the dinner with the Chabad Tamar Award. Well, we didn't call it, we didn't have the name Chabad Tamar, and we were calling it then the Jewish Legacy Award, whatever. We're going to call it Chabad Tamar Award. And basically what ends up happening, she gets up at the dinner, they gave her an award, and they thanked her for leaving a legacy gift, for putting in her will a commitment to leave Chabad money. She got up there, she spoke glowingly about her, her connection with Chabad, and how proud she is she's leaving a gift to Chabad. Now, you have to remember that at the dinner with the 350 people that are the big, you know, the, these are the people. Amazing, are, amazing. It's the best, best way, meaning it's the best indirect ask that you can, that you, that you, that you can do. It's the best marketing. You can't, you can't buy this kind of marketing. So whichever shluchim have dinners, the first thing they should be doing in years to come, they should be honoring a legacy, a legacy donor at their dinner. You may, if you, Absolutely. If you, want to make, 
it's a no-brainer. It takes it takes a you give him a, a, a my father gave the lady a painting. He put a plaque on there. Got a picture with her. She was so proud of what she did. She spoke how proud she was of what she did. And she is part of the Jewish Legacy Society. Right, and if, even if a shliach is not having a dinner, it could be in your annual newsletter. It could be in your quarterly newsletter. You could, you could, there's many opportunities where we can include such things. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot more ideas that I have down the road. Um, it'll be, um, I'll give you an example. You can make, we, have, we, we gave you on the website three generic videos, donor videos. One of the things that I hope that is going to happen down the road is, is the, the shluchim around the country are going to make their own donor videos. We needed to give something. We needed you to have something to start with, to sell the story. But what's going to end up happening is, in each in Flagstaff, you're going to have your own guy in Flagstaff, and you're going to add that to the videos that are already on the website. It's going to be much more compelling for the people in Flagstaff to have a video from Flagstaff. And that will happen with time. We have to. There's a lot more. <laughs> right. Right. Let me put it like this to the shluchim. This is just the beginning. We're just getting started. There's a lot more ideas to this project that will only help even more, but, but the basic is, the basic is it, it's still a very simple nakuda. Let's take the donors that are already giving us money. Let's have a conversation with them. We would like you to consider leaving a Jewish legacy. Your support is important to us. You believe in Jewish continuity. You believe in Yiddishkeit. Consider leaving a small percentage of your, 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 your bequest to, to, to Chabad. And, and the legacy society is, you know, listen, there, there's going to be more things we could do with this down the road. You could, the other thing you could do with Legacy Society is on the website, you can list the names on that page. So that's another simple idea. Okay. Do you think we missed anything? <laughs> uh, listen, Dovey, first of all, thank you so much for having me, and thanks for pushing this and, and helping Shluchim with a lot of practical, great ideas. And also I want to say thank you to Dovey because um, there's a, a young lady here from, from the community her parents live across the street from us, and um, uh, we're friendly with the family, and friendly actually with the grandparents very much, and uh, the, the granddaughter now is coming to Chabad every Friday night at the University of Flagstaff Chabad. So, yashikoch to you, Dovi. And um, it's, bottom line, I want to say like this. Plan giving is a major gift to the middle class. We're fortunate to be shlukim here. We have a lot of work to do. There's a lot of money out there. This is going to This is going to push shlichus forward in a major way, and all what I'd like you guys to do is go to ChabadTomorrow.org slash register, sign up. After you sign up, I'm going to help you make it happen. Okay? Okay. Um, hold on one second. Hold on. Let me, oh, actually, one second. Let me just see. Um, okay. I'm just thinking if I should ask this question. A lot of shluchim, like the little details, hold them up because they're not sure exactly what does it mean when I sign up. When I sign up with Chabad tomorrow, what exactly do I get? What does it mean I get a postcard? How is that postcard? You know, how to, could you personalize those postcards? Yeah, you sign up to ChabadTomorrow.org. You go to ChabadTomorrow.org/register. Once you sign up, what ends up happening is that. Um, Chabad.org automatically, automatically gets an email that you signed up. <clears throat> Excuse me. About a week later, within it's usually less than a week, but we're giving ourselves a week, you're going to have the plan giving website on your, on your site. So if you go to, let's say, uh, I'll tell you who has a good one, uh, Jewish Brevard. Uh, I think it's Satellite Beach somewhere down there in Florida. 
jewishbrevard.com slash plangiving, and you'll get such a website, okay? Fine. That's the first yeah. thing. You'll have to go in there. You'll customize it. You spend a half an hour, the thing's going to look great. The next part right. is we're going we're gonna to give you access to the back end of Chabad Tomorrow. It's like having access to the back end of all the marketing in, in, in JLI and whatever else, you know, like CT or all these other things. You go in there, and what we've done there is, is there's editable files. You download the file. It take you five minutes to make a postcard, literally. We've made it like dummy proof. It's very simple. You download the postcard. You edit it. There's very few things for you to edit because it's all we've we've we put a lot of thought into this. You put your name, your Chabad, your address, and boom, you got yourself a beautiful postcard to send out to your community. And what's going then on? Then emails. Is, How does emails work? The emails you go once you once you get once you sign up and you have access. There's a a a, a, a button there that says email templates. There's a bunch of different email templates already right there. And what's gonna, and if you're what using, if you're not using Communicator and you're using Constant Contact, there's, or, HTML, uh, files. there's HTML files, which you can copy mm-hmm. paste. Um, and what ends up happening is you go, you click on the email. There's an icon. It opens it up in a separate page. It opens it up right into Communicator. It ha- it automatically puts in your info. We have a, a short two-minute webinar explains you exactly how to make the email template. It's a no-brainer. It'll take you through two minutes. And right. that, the beauty it really is. is. I mean, I, I myself have, have been using this, and it's very simple. Very simple. There's also postcards that you can uh, – sorry, there's also flyers that you can put up on the – if you want to hang it up in your bulletin board. Um, yeah. There's um, full the brochures posters. if you want to print, you know, explaining all the different options and plan giving. Yeah, um, I mean, Dobby, I didn't, I didn't mention, I didn't mention here also that there's, we, we, there's a 12-page brochure which is also part of the package, which is that that kind of thing you cannot customize yourself. But what you're going to actually do is, we we set up like a form there, and what you do is you upload your high-res pictures, and about a week later you'll get back a beautiful brochure, and that's all included in the 360. So, I mean, that brochure alone would cost you well over a thousand dollars. For that brochure, I could promise you. And not just that, but, 99% of Chabad houses don't have that brochure because they never got around to actually. Yeah, and, and what we wanted, so, and, and, and that's and, and and listen, that's why that's why I brought this project up to to Rabbi Kilarski and to Mendy because they've helped scale it up. They have the office back there that's that's put a tremendous amount of time to make it a no-brainer for us that we can go in there and customize it in 10 minutes. That's the beauty here. Okay. Okay. So it's a really, it, it, okay. It, it, it's a very it's a very simple thing. Go to ChabadTamar.org, slash register, sign up. It's 360 a year. Um, if you really don't have the money, it's really a, if, it's a, if it's a really, really an issue, which is, you know, if it's really an issue, give me a, shoot me an email uh, or give me a call, and, and I'll work it out, okay? What's your email? Director at ChabadTamar.org, director at ChabadTamar.org, or 714-809-5009, 714-809-5009. I wish you guys lots of atzlacha, and um, looking uh, forward to working with everybody. We already bar- listen, Dovey. Okay. I wanted to say we already have 125 shluchim signed up for this. Thank you, Rabbi Shui Eliezri, for sharing with shluchim about your hatzlacha and unique approach to the idea of plan giving. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Dovey. Have a great day. This is Dovey Shapiro. 
And if you haven't seen our new website, shluchimpodcast.com, it would be a great time to check it out. All of our previous podcasts can be found there according to topic. It's organized very well so that you, Shluchim, who are very busy, do not have to spend a lot of time trying to look up previous podcasts. You can create a login, and at any time when you want to look up a past podcast, you can do so. Again, that's shluchimpodcast.com. Make it a great week.